Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. You said it right. I know. <laughs> With us as always, Chuffa. Chuffa. I am Joey Bonnier. And we have a special guest, Mr. Derek Laporte. Derek. Hi, Derek. Thank you. Hey. Thanks for joining us. As always, you're welcome. <laughs> now, you might be uh, a little confused. Mr. Sean O'Brien's not here again. He's a wall. Yeah, it is He's confusing. He's a wall? Hey, wall. Is he a border wall? No, he would never, he would never pay for that. Mm. Mexico's paying. Yeah. So, One way or another. Sean O'Brien would want us to read. I think I, <laughs> that's, if he were here, he probably. would say, you yeah. know, you guys should read something. Yeah, so probably. I have he, books. He would be pissed if we didn't do things. Yeah. yeah. I, it, everything according to a plan and an order. Captain yes. Planet, he's he really, our hero. He really would be a wonderful Jew. He has no idea. Okay. <laughs> um, here we go. I got books. Nice thud. Oh, that, 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 that was good. like scary thud. That, that, that was really <laughs> A little good. too much for me. I wasn't yeah. prepared for that. Lots uh, of glass on that. Yeah. It's better than your previous thud. It was too much, though. I should yeah. split the difference. Yeah. So Your Foley needs work. Let me read the books that I got for you guys, and you Uh-oh. guys can make a check. Right a pick. I don't know what I'm saying. A jack. Yeah, that thing. She got the jack. Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. I'm showing them like Vanna mm-hmm. White. Wait, is that... There's no, like, subtitle there? Oh. Aren't there, like, 30 Sherlock Holmeses? Yeah, it's adventures. So, multiple adventures. Yeah. Oh, so it's like an, an anthology. There's a bunch on the back. Right. Yeah. Scandal in Bohemia, Red-Headed My League, people. Case of Identity, The Five Orange Pips, The Adventure of the Speckled we get Band. It. There's a lot. Jeez. He's been yeah, on a lot of stuff. We're not going to read that anyway, so <laughs> let's keep going. Damn. <laughs> All right, I got <laughs> The Prince by Niccolo Machiavelli. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. I have, in honor of International Poetry Day, Robert Frost's poems. Ah, good old Frosty. When, when was uh, I think it was a couple days day? ago. A couple days ago? Yeah. I'm just guessing. Maybe okay. it was last week. <laughs> Maybe a year ago. Who knows? Ago. Yeah, By the who time knows this episode comes out. Yeah. <laughs> the Phantom Tollbooth. <laughs> By Norton Juster? Juster? How do you say that? I have no idea. Okay. That's, I, that's that, the book, that the only book that Adam Carolla has read. Wow. That's one. Huh. Uh, he's I written five, but that's the only one he's read. <laughs> it's impressive, actually. I don't think many people uh, can say that. You read one, you write five. Yeah. Essentials of philosophy, and this is like a sampler of a bunch of different philosophers. Mm. Ah. A Whitman sampler of You guys can take a peek if you want. Intellectuality. There's a tree on the front. Ooh. And I also have the big book. La Bibliotheca. The Bible. So the NIV version of the Bible. I also Ooh. have that if you would like to read that. So, yeah. gentlemen, I'll leave it to you. Leave it to Beaver. What do you want? What's the other one you got hiding? Oh, that's the one that one? I've been reading. What's that one? This isn't quite literally. Really? Literary. Oh. It's The Plot to Hack America by Malcolm Nance. Mm. It's the book I'm Malcolm currently Jamal reading. Warner. It has a bookmark in it because I'm actually reading it. And uh, I would read it to you, but it doesn't seem to be fiction. So mm. uh, <laughs> it's all considering uh, it's folding out in front of us. Have it's not we, quite. Have we only read fiction on this show? Well, uh, have we? I we've mean, no, we've read philosophy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely been some of the shaky spears that's uh, not necessarily fiction. Well, right? that's considered fiction. Really? All like I thought the histories were like you know. It's not considered nonfiction. Really? Okay. So I what guess. is it? Right on. It's a binary world we live in. Jeez. <laughs> so make a pick, unless it's you like want a biopic. What, what, what do you want, Derek? Do you have a choice you want? Well, I'm just reading the back of this. It uh, starts out You're, uh, the back the, of what? The essentials of philosophy. It starts mm. out. It okay. says. Uh, philosophy isn't just for ivory tower intellectuals. 
Like already from that, I I I find you it understand a dumbing, their philosophy. A dumbing down <laughs> of philosophy is what we're going to experience from that. Clearly, yeah, that sounds like something I'd buy. Yeah. Uh, should we start with this thing? Let's see how dumbed down the He's, philosophy is. He seems to be digging. I am digging. I just Deep. turned to a specific page, okay. but uh, do you guys want to get your... a sampling? Yeah. Maybe okay. we get a sampling and just, then we... Uh, just grab... Oh, you want to go sampling. through the uh, the t- tablet of contents? No, no, just to, just to, just grab a little bit out oh. of it and let's hear it and then decide if we want it or a, not. Kind of like we did last time. A random know? read. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I actually, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the page I randomly turned to. All right. And it happens to be Albert Camus, the famous uh, existentialist writer. Albert Camus. Excuse me. Don't forget he's French. Oh, sorry. Camus toe? It's Bonnier. French by way of Algiers, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. The stranger takes place in Algeria. Otherwise, he wouldn't know. All right, stop showing off. Damn. This is called the Mr. struggle. I read a book. The struggle of Sisyphus. <laughs> the struggle of Sisyphus. Ah, okay, you guys so this is a tale we all know. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And Tales this is, all this time. The myth of Sisyphus is an ancient myth about a man who is condemned by the gods to roll a huge rock up a hill, only to have the boulder roll back down upon reaching the summit. The end. He has to repeat this frustrating process for all eternity. Camus' essay on this myth sees it as a metaphor. Wow, we're not even reading his actual thing. We're just reading Wait, someone's... Wait, they just summarize Summaries it? of summaries? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They don't write the real thing? No. We're just reading this guy's talking about Camus. It's like a Wikipedia article. Yeah. This mm. is not literally literary. No, not at all. Okay, so next should one. I, should I flip two? Yeah. Uh, give, yeah, give it a second just chance. See, see if there's see. anything worthy of worth. No, it's pretty much, yeah, it's like a textbook of philosophy here. Okay. A, a digest. It's interesting. So I was w- like cliff noting everything? Yeah. So I'll give you an example here besides that uh, Albert Camus. It's like, here is Sigmund Freud. Here he lived from blah, 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 to blah, blah, blah. He's one of the most famous influential psychologists of the 20th century. Seems to be not huh. what we want. Okay. So I'm going to shut All right. it. All right. Shut and that. And we're going to pick a different book. Okay. What do you want? Um, we'll probably end up on the Bible, but let's start with the prince. Yeah? Let's start with the prince. A, a different type of prince. Nicola Machiavelli. Prince. I'll read the back for a little bit. As a young Florentine envoy to the courts of France and the Italian principalities, Niccolo Machiavelli, 1469 to 1527, was, an, was able to observe firsthand the lives of people strongly united under one powerful ruler. His fascina- fascination with the political rarity... With that political rarity, and his intense desire to see the Medici family assume a similar role in Italy, provided the foundation for his primer for princes. In this classic guide to acquiring and maintaining political power, Machiavelli used a rational approach to advise prospective rulers, developing logical arguments and alternatives for a number of potential problems, among them governing hereditary monarchies, dealing with colonies, and the treatment of colored Sorry, wow. Conquered peoples. <laughs> Jesus, wow. Very doesn't, Freudian. Doesn't even Horrible. say that? Oh no, but God. I mean, conquered peoples is, uh, you know, it's not so far off. Okay. They weren't conquered. They were like shanghai Africa wasn't conquered by colonies so, like, like Italy? That's just as racist. I was, what? I, I was making oh. a racist joke about racism. I wasn't paying attention yeah. to it. Racist, racist joke? Yeah. If you do racism twice, it cancels out, right, that's, Sean? Yeah, double negative. Yeah, if you're yeah. racist against the racists. That's why it's okay to punch a Nazi. That's how you get them. Yep. Should I read? Yeah, you yeah. should fucking read. Let's go. Do you want me to just start at the beginning? Uh, no. I want you to start in the middle. Yeah, the middle's the best part. Okay, chapter one. Jesus, 
of the various kinds of princedom and the ways in which they are acquired. All the states and governments by which men are or ever have been ruled have been and are either republics or princedoms. Princedoms are either hereditary, in which the sovereignty is derived through an ancient line of ancestors, or they are new. New princedoms are either wholly new, as that of Milan to Francesco Sforza, or they are like limbs joined onto hereditary possessions of the prince who acquires them as the kingdom of Naples to the dominions of the king of Spain. The states thus acquired states thus acquired have either been used to live under a prince or have born free or have been free and he who acquires them does so either by his own arms or by the arms of others and either by good fortune or by merit. Okay. That's so, the first sure. chapter. That's chapter one. Chapter one. Thanks. <laughs> it's pretty short. Well, thanks. All right. Well, okay. I, I like this guy already. Yeah. Chapter two. He's succinct. Of hereditary princedoms. Of republics, I shall now speak, having elsewhere spoken of them at length. Here, I shall treat exclusively of princedoms and filling in the outline tra- out, traced out. Sorry, sorry. Filling in the outline above traced out, shall proceed to examine how much states are to be governed and maintained. So, does this classify as literary because it's his words? Yeah. He's a famous philosopher. But he's still just kind of like writing a textbook. Well, he's giving, he's, he's like an instruction manual for princes. I, right. Yeah, I mean, I think, see if later there's anything. Okay, too boring? The, uh, so, in the library, this would be classified as, non-fic- as fiction? No. I guess you're right, it's philosophy. But we've said already that we don't just do fiction. Uh, I'm just trying to find the line, man. Do you not want to read Machiavelli? I feel like Machiavelli counts for him. O'Brien would be okay with Machiavelli. Oh, no. I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm trying to to define what our show is, sir. I feel like we're past that. Really? Yeah. Chapter 8. Aren't we all about defining things? Of those, oh, wait, no, that's the other show. Of those who by their crimes come to be princes. Oh, wow. That's too obvious today. Jesus. All right, we're moving on. Uh, yeah, this is what we do. On. Phantom Tollbooth. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Definitely fiction. Middle. No. God damn you. Number one. Number one. Phantom Tollbooth. Number one? Well, chapter one, one, but I like chapter one. Okay, number one. one. Just says one. One. Numero uno. Don't don't add your own flair to this book. Is one a number, or is it not? It's the loneliest number. Joy to the world. It's also in binary. Don't forget it's in binary. Yeah. It's actually a two. So it can be any number. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay. One. Milo. There was once a boy named Milo who didn't know what to do with himself, not just sometimes, but always. When he was in school, he longed to be out, and when he was out, he longed to be in. On the way, he thought about coming home, and coming home, he thought about going. (laughs) Wherever Wherever he was, he wished he were somewhere else, and when he got there, he wondered why he'd bothered. (laughs) Nothing really interesting. I like this guy already. (laughs) Least of all, the things that should have. It seems to me that almost everything is a waste of time, he remarked one day as he walked dejectedly here, here. from school. I can't see the point in learning to solve useless problems, or subtracting turnips from turnips, or knowing where Ethiopia is, or how to spell February. February. Yeah, I did that. And, since no one bothered to explain otherwise, he regarded the process of seeking knowledge as the greatest waste of time of all. Agreed. As he and his unhappy thoughts hurried along, for while he was never anxious to be where he was going, he liked to get there as quickly as possible, it seemed a great wonder that the world, which was so large, could sometimes feel so small and empty. And worst of all, he continued sadly, 
There's nothing for me to do. Nowhere I'd care to go and hardly anything worth seeing. He punctuated this last thought with such a deep sigh that a house sparrow singing nearby stopped and rushed home to be with his family. (laughs) Without stopping or looking up, Milo dashed past the buildings and busy shops that lined the street and in a few minutes reached... Wait a minute. Is half that book pictures? Uh, I would say it's not half. Okay. It's like... 5%. 5%. There There's certainly pictures. the most pictures we have ever seen in a book on literally literary. This is probably the most young adult book, right? It's this not is, a quite a kid's book, but it's a... Really? What, what is there... Are books given, like, uh, ratings? Are there, like... Is there, like, a... Uh, it depends uh, on the... MPAA of books? I think, one, there's definitely themes and, you know, maturity kind of issues there. Right, but is there, like, a little thing on the front of that book that tells me, like, what age this is good for? Age three and up? No, and I think The Phantom Tollbooth is one of those that might cross boundaries, kind of like a Pixar movie. So, where, uh, what is the youngest one would expect to be reading this book? Or, I, sh- I should, you know, what's the, what do you think the range would be? Are you familiar with this book? Yeah, I had to read it in school when I was really young. I forget what age. Okay. Are we, we're talking elementary, grade school? Elementary school. Okay. Yeah, so I'm thinking like third, fifth, third oh, fourth grade, fifth okay. grade. Probably fifth grade. Well, yeah, in, in, uh, in my uh, short bus classes, it probably would have been junior high, but. That wasn't your fault. Or was it? I don't know. Is dyslexia my fault? Yeah. Okay. Clearly. Let's cut your Medicaid. (laughs) (laughs) Without stopping or looking up, Milo dashed past the buildings and busy shops that lined the street, and in a few minutes reached home. Oh, did I say this? I don't know. No, I didn't. Lined the street, and in a few minutes reached home. Dashed through the lobby, hopped onto the elevator. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and off again. Opened the apartment door, rushed into his room, flopped dejectedly into a chair, and grumbled softly. Another long <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Another long afternoon is what he said. <laughs> he looked glumly at all the things he owned. The books that were too much trouble to read. The tools he'd never learned to use. The small electric automobile he hasn't driven in months. Or was it years? And the hundred, uh, hundreds of other games and toys, and bats and balls, and bits and pieces scattered around him. And then... To one side of the room, just next to the phonograph, he noticed something he had never seen before. Phonograph? What fucking year is this? It's old. Look it up. I'm reading. God. Who could possibly have left such an enormous package in such a strange one? Shit. And I didn't do research. Why? You're supposed to know things. I'm not Sean O'Brien. O'Brien's not here. Someone's got to know things. I'm reading things. That's good enough. God damn it. For a while, it was not quite square... By the way, let me go back. Who could possibly have left such an enormous package? It's such a strange one. For a while, it was not quite square. It was definitely not round. And for its size, it was larger than almost any other big package of smaller dimension that he'd ever seen. Attached to one side was a bright blue envelope which said simply, For Milo, who has plenty of time. Did you know The Phantom Tollbooth was a live-action slash animated film from 1970? No. Wow. Sounds good. Who started it's, it? It's also, it's listed as a children's fantasy adventure okay. novel. Sorry. Starring Butch Patrick, Mel Blanc, um, no one else I've ever heard of before. What, what year again? 70. That was the movie. When was the book? Oh, yeah. I'm still working on that. One thing at a time. You did the movie before you did the book? I don't know. I didn't realize there was a movie. That was more exciting. Jesus. Fuck you. You know what show you're on? Okay. Attached to one side was a bright blue envelope which said simply, For Milo, who has plenty of time. And notice? Of course, if you've ever gotten a surprise package, you can imagine how puzzled and excited Milo was. And if you've never gotten one... What about Otis? Pay close attention. Damn it. Because someday, you might. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it's my birthday, he puzzled. And Christmas must be months away, and I haven't been outstandingly good or even good at all. He had to admit that even to himself. Most probably I won't like it anyway, but since I don't know where it came from, I can't possibly send it back. He thought about it for quite a while and then opened the envelope, but just to be polite. One genuine turnpike toll booth, it stated, and then it went on. Easily assembled at home and for use by those who have never traveled in lands beyond. Beyond what? Thought Milo as he continued to read. This package contains the following items. One. One genuine turnpike toll booth to be erected according to directions. Three. Three. Precautionary signs to be used in a precautionary fashion. Assorted coins for use in paying tolls. One map. Up to date and carefully drawn by master cartographers, depicting natural and man-made features. One book of rules and traffic regulations which may not be bent or broken. And in small letters at the bottom it concluded, Results are not guaranteed, but if not perfectly satisfied, you're wasting your time, your wasted time will be refunded. Following the instructions, which told him to cut here, lift there, and fold back all around, he soon had the toll booth unpacked and set up in a, on its stand. He fitted the windows in place and attached the roof, which extended out on both sides, and fastened on the coin box. It was very much like the toll booths he'd seen many times on family trips, except, of course, it was much smaller and purple. What a strange present, he thought to himself. <laughs> the least they could have done was to send to a highway with it, for it's, in, for it's terribly impractical without one. The internet says it was written in 1961. The time it takes place is kind of unclear, but it's assumed to be around that time. Mm. What do you guys think so far? You, yeah, work, you um, like it? It's interesting. It says that he originally uh, got a uh, grant, $5,000 grant from the Ford Foundation to write a children's book about cities. Hmm. And, so it's um, propaganda? Um, essentially, that's the way it started. Hmm. Um, but it seems like, uh, he changed his mind several times and, and what, even on the protagonist's name, which was originally Tony. So, Hmm. so Milo used to be a Tony. So, and the, the age was removed in early drafts. He was aged eight or nine. Oh, and now the I guess the guy removed it in case that older children read this book and didn't want to yeah think of makes a younger it more kid. identifiable with yeah. a larger audience shit I yeah. thought he was thirty five so yeah you know, I thought he was <laughs> like eighty seven right you know? yeah a curmudgeon old, old bastard man. totally yeah. well yeah. he would be now I mean he was born in sixty one or this took place in sixty one and yeah, he was nine true. so where the that's fuck true. are his parents. Uh, He's actually, emancipated? yeah, that's, that's, that's actually another thing that said here. Um, repeated edits also removed his parents entirely from the book. Hmm. So they're nowhere in the book now. They're just assumed to exist, but they're not necessarily part of his world. Yeah, basically like removed it from his world. So, I mean, as a kid, I mean, maybe it's refreshing to read something. It doesn't have parents in it. Yeah. You, know? you got parents, you'll have parents around. Yeah. So read a book that doesn't have them, you know? It's true. As a kid, your parents are like your world, so when yeah. you don't have them, it is it is truly an escape. Freeing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Maybe that's why kids fucking love the idea of that's being probably in a yeah. toll booth. Yeah. The, uh, the tonality has a bit of a, uh, a Doug Adams-ness to it. But, yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, it seems like a poor man's Doug Adams. It's not quite uh, on that level. It's a children's book, after all. Uh, you know, 1984, or, or Animal Farm is a considered... Uh, children's book? Sure, why not? Okay. That's why I don't have kids. <laughs> That's why you don't have kids? <laughs> hmm. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to move on, actually, because <laughs> I want to read the fucking Bible. Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's move on. Let's get to oh, one, real one last shit. thing. Apparently, uh, apparently, uh, this guy, uh, <laughs> the guy who wrote that book, cooked, uh, had a housemate Math? who, oh. no, had a housemate who drew mm. and cooked for him and said he would only, I guess, um, if the guy wanted to eat, that he had to do the drawings for the book. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how the book got drawings in it. I like the drawings, actually. They're kind of good. Yeah. I, I guess I can see why someone would... You know, they look a little rushed. Mm. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. That actually... Um, oh, who's that fucker that uh, does the, the drawings for uh, Hunter Thompson? Um, oh, it does kind of resemble that. Yeah, it's got that like that sort of squiggle vision kind of feel to it. And like This a, was the 60s. Maybe oh, no, that was, was just acid. that one picture you showed me, though. Yeah, uh, the rest apparently he based it on. Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty standard line drawing. John John Tenniel's drawings hmm. for uh, for uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Oh, that's right. Where the like basis for those. Oh, uh, yeah, were. yeah, that's a little bit more. Still kind of childish version. Huh. Yeah, interesting. And I'm assuming it it what references those at some point, or hmm. you just look at the drawings and you say, hmm, Rough "Those step are drawings, in, probably." Yeah. Okay, um, so I'm opening up the Bible, and I'm looking through it. Gentlemen, do you have a preference what you want me to read? I was going to go Old Testament, but because it's kind of my, <laughs> my strong suit. Because that's your strong suit. Yeah. <laughs> you can... Well, you seem to be uh, opposed to starting anywhere with the beginning, so I assume that's Genesis. Ah. I can't disagree In the with beginning. That. I don't know if we should go. Yeah, no, it's let's... just who begat, back, begat, 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 begat. Not do, No, it doesn't Genesis, do that Genesis. at the very beginning, because oh, there was really? nobody who begot anybody oh, else yeah, at that point. Oh, yeah, because we had to create the... Uh, <laughs> Create the earth yeah. and then the stars yeah. and then the seven yeah. days and right. The, yeah. Right. How about Cain and Abel? Okay. If we you're can able, do, we can do some Cain and Abel. I Cain, if you're able. Let me see. Cain and Abel's. Uh, it's in Genesis. Uh, where is it? Did I skip it? Isn't there a uh, oh, table of contents? Yeah, it's right here. Genesis chapter four. Adam lay with his wife Eve, mm-hmm. and, and she became it's pregnant. And she became pregnant uh, and gave birth to Cain. Damn. Good old Cain. She said. With the help of the Lord, I have... Brother bro- of the Undertaker? <laughs> were they brothers? I thought so. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah, sorry. They were. He's right. Did they ever, did they ever fight, school, they fight in WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. They had to Yeah, fight. they fought a I'm lot. assuming Undertaker yeah. always won. Uh, for the most part, yeah. But then before the Undertaker kind well, of disappeared, always, there was... Yeah, there was always some little like yeah. messed up familial stuff. So yeah. they couldn't ever... There were two canes, weren't there? Didn't they like switch canes at some point? Did they switch Or did canes? he disappear and like do I a bunch of disa- steroids and come back? I think that's I the think deal. That's okay. the deal, Because yeah. he wore a mask, so yeah. you wouldn't know anyways. But, yeah. It's kind of like Sting. It seemed mm. like a different person, but apparently it was or the Bono. same person. Mm. I feel oh, like Sting was, was the same person? I think it was the same person, yeah. Oh, I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought it they seemed like it was... No, he's real. Yeah. He's the same. She what said... He made a Are YouTube the same? reference. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, a, it's okay. I liked it because I, I said Bono. I uh, get it. It's she no said, with the help funny. of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she, gave birth, do? Later, she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Wow, Abel was totally wait, second, wait, wait. second banana. She said, she said about Cain, yeah. I have brought forth a man. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Cain okay. is the first son. Gotcha. Right? Abel's just second loser. Yeah, no, yeah. I and she you. was just a rib. Yeah, and then and then describe. Uh, okay, I got it. Go again. Now ah. Abel kept flocks, and mm. Cain worked the soil. Mm. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel, br- <laughs> I wonder what the delivery man is going to think. He just sees like three dudes reading the Bible together. <laughs> it's really awkward. 
In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. Mm-hmm. So Cain was very angry and his face, his face was downcast. Aw, sad music. Like Charlie Brown music for Cain. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. (laughs) Nice one, God. (laughs) God one, evil zero. (laughs) It desires to have you, but you must must master it. Oh, okay. You gotta be the master of your domain. Master of the devil. Now, Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out into the field. <laughs> and, while, and, while the, and while we're in the field, Cain attacked his brother Come out Abel. To the coast. <laughs> I, I just imagine Cain like with that zoo. Like, hey, Abel, come out to the field. Is it garrison? I guess. She's trying to be, you know, nice, nice and pleasant. Okay, and while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother and Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said mm, to Cain, "Smart. Where is your brother Abel? <laughs> Why can't God see that? Okay, he's, he's God just, is a passive aggressive. No, 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 God is passive aggressive in this situation. Oh, okay. clearly, that's clearly. funny. Clearly. But Cain has got to know that God knows, right? Oh, he's God, yeah, of course. <laughs> he's okay. God. Even if he doesn't know, you assume he knows. Right, like, this, like Santa Claus. All right, this know? is what Cain says. Cain says, "I don't know." He replied. Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> ah, it's very derivative. Yeah, game, everything nice has a, uh, a weird connotation when you read it sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. He did kill his brother. It should be more serious. Yeah. yeah. The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your, blo- your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Mm. Now you are under a curse and driven from <laughs> the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whomever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Well, who else is there? It's just you and your... What are you talking about? It's just you and your parents. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. No, there were other people. Wait, what? There's what? other people. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, Adam go and back. No, go back. You got to read earlier. The there's other people. Uh, yeah, when, I don't when think they so. went out into the land, there's other people. Yeah, there are. So God made more people than Adam and Eve? Mm-hmm. Was this before or after? It Before, as soon as they left the Garden of Eden. Like, if I don't you, think, I think there's still... Seriously, go back. Okay, so here we go. I'll read it. I'm sorry. This is like two verses before chapter four where I started. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden. He's talking about Adam. A, Adam. To work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side, he said, on the Garden of Eden, cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Okay, that's it. That still Actually, doesn't yeah, I don't think there's tell any us anything about the bagats. I sure I don't I, think there's any I other people. I promise you there's people. He put people back in the Garden of Eden no, when he banished there were, them? there were people outside. I mean, there's, all, there's been... Oh, like, there's always been banished there's, people. There, there were banished people outside of... Yeah. And... And there's still, like, a discussion about, like, who these people are, where hmm. they came from. Are you sure this thing. is Bible and not, like, the non No, I'm, uh, I'm sure it's in the, it's in, it's biblical. It, maybe it's oh, in... Oh, okay, let me read the bottom here. There's a little oh. thing on it. it uh, Whomever, anyone, no one. These words seem to imply the presence of substantial numbers of people outside Cain's immediate family. But perhaps they only anticipate the future rapid growth of the race. Wait, but isn't that just him? Okay. Yeah. And who is he going to have sex with? His mom? Right? 
Well, that's what he's saying, that there's other people. And but I don't know. This isn't kind of alluding yeah, to cool. that. Okay. Uh, alternatively, Kane's reference to himself was inclusive Wait, of his so- whole family line, which stood under judgment with him, as did the family line of Adam. Note that Cain built a city. So oh, was- verse 17. And that his descendant, Lamech, boasted, an avenging, boasted of avenging himself in 23. Okay, that's later, I guess. So Cain built a city later. So there's a bunch of people coming, I guess. So when uh, when Eve had or became pregnant, she had already been banished. Yes, it's in yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. He lay with his wife Eve. Yeah, after after they were banished. So does that mean that while they were in the Garden of Eden, they either didn't have sex or couldn't be pregnant? I guess so. Or yeah, that would seem to be yeah. logical. So the only people in the Garden of Garden of Eden are the ones that God makes. You're not allowed to get pregnant in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, that makes sense actually. Or at least no one did. Whether whether you're not allowed to or not, no one, mm. no one did. I don't think he died either. Okay. Mm. So they they weren't pro-abortion. They were just. I think that remains to be seen. Whether you work for the Blaze or not, I don't know. Mm. That's very topical. Okay. Yeah, you can hit it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Literary Literary. Sorry, Sean. Check out all our shows on Fawcast.com. F-A-U-C-A-S-T. Fawcast.com. We got Literally Literally. Po- literally Literary. The show you just listened to. Politinkering. Text Before Calling. Uh, going Down on South Park and Wild Wild West World. Uh, contact us at Politinkering on the Twitter and Politinkering at Gmail. And then... Derek, what was the name of your game? Oh, yeah. Uh, Cafe in Inferno. Cafe Inferno. Where do we find it? Just Coffee in Hell. It's on, uh, you can search Coffee in Hell, and it's on uh, itch, I-T-C-H dot I-O. Right on. And what was your Twitter again, sir? Oh, yeah. Uh, at Derek Laporte. That's it. The D-E-R-E-K. And what's your podcast? Don't you have a podcast now? R-T-E. Uh, and the podcast is Hollywood Verge. Yeah. Right cool. If Thanks, I was guys. professional, I would have wrote that down. Eh. We, we figured it out. Yeah. <laughs>